Welcome in to the Get in the Hole podcast. Stephen McAvoy, John Mavalia. We are here with you on a happy hump day. You and yours here in the underground and live for the 19th hole, powered by the good people over at Tomahawk Shades, the best premium small batch eyewear brand in the industry. Bean Yo Boards, the new upcoming table gamers out there, and our favorite beer drinkers, Kenwood Beer. We'll chat more with them once we get to our famed beer money picks. But until then, thank you for joining us wherever you may be and however you are listening as I pull the mic a little bit closer to my mouth because it is quite far away from me. Jeez. It's been a, a hectic few days over here for us. But while you're here, you are listening to us right here on Twitter and Instagram. I get in the hole. Facebook.com backslash underground sports PHI. Twitch.tv back, backslash underground sports PHI. And for those of you listening via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, welcome in. You guys are listening to this one on a Thursday, Friday, or hopefully, possibly even at, at the cut line. We'll see how that is. John, it's a Charles Schwab Challenge Week. It is going to be an absolute doozy. The PGA Championship this past week. And, of course, I want to start the show off before we get into the whole uh, the good stuff. Of course, you're already here. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on all of our channels. Subscribe to us on YouTube. The, the whole spiel. Me and John here, as always, bringing you all the content that you need. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen McAvoy underscore and John at I make pars. John, mm-hmm. PG championship this past weekend was an absolute doozy to say the very least. I think, I think you and I could both agree that it was a little bit of a, um, I don't know, a, an interesting event to say, to, to say the very least. But first, before we get into everything, I want to give a shout out, a ode to our friends in Philadelphia. The Flyers, the Phillies, thank you both for sucking so bad that the Mets can be first place in the NL East. And that the Rangers, the Rangers, the New York Rangers can be so close to an Eastern Conference final. Last night, John and I went to the Rangers game and it was, wow, it was electric. Yeah, it was, we had a we had a blast at the game last night. It really was was one of the, one of the best playoff games to go to um, uh, for for the Rangers so far. Um, so we really got a treat. Um, we really don't have the Flyers to thank for anything because like they well, didn't. They, it's not like they did us any favors. They just sucked. And the games we won against them are. It, well, the, I mean, to, to be honest, you were, I think at this point anything to kind of just shit on the Flyers about it. I think is, is a. Uh, a plus. Well, when's the last time they won a, uh, a championship? The seventies? Probably the only one wasn't the 70s? Is it that long? Was it that long ago? I don't know. All I know is is that they basically lost everything, including their uh, their basically staple head for about I don't know fifteen years, Claude Drew, uh, and now he's currently golfing down in Florida with the Panthers, who somehow got swept and embarrassed by the by the Lightning. I don't know how the final won't be Avs Lightning, and if it's not, like I don't know how. Um, it just seems almost inevitable at this point, but hey, who knows? Well, any, that's the thing. We, everyone says that every like every single every year, um, and then like Stanley Cup, and like the the playoffs are very unpredictable. So then, then Tampa gets like swept by the Blue Jackets, right? <laughs> so hey, you know crazy. what? Literally anything is possible. But we're not here to talk about hockey. We're here to talk about golf. John, the PGA Championship this past weekend, absolute doozy, great event. Will Zalatoris so close once again to that first win. I don't know, like, what it is. Maybe it's, like, something in the pond. Maybe it's something in the golf balls. But Will Zalatoris can't buy a win uh, at this point in his PGA career. Justin Thomas, of course, takes home the playoff win, down seven strokes 
Tomito Pereira. He had an absolute meltdown. I like the, the I don't know if the PGA Tour calendar has been a bit of a snoozer um, as of late. It hasn't been the greatest. The PGA, though, was, a, was an absolutely incredible event that kind of got everyone back into the swing of things. Didn't feel like a per se. I mean, like the, the ramp up was kind of just there. Um, obviously, the PGA is usually played in August uh, because of COVID. It was moved to May and it's sort of stuck, but it didn't have that like major atmosphere. The biggest thing swirling around with the PGL and the uh, and the Saudi Golf League and all that stuff sort of shadowed over um, what it meant to be at Southern Hills. There was activist groups fighting about the whole uh, move from Trump Bedminster to Southern Hills, and there was a whole thing with that too. So the the, the casted shadow over Tulsa, Oklahoma, also was. It's Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not really a lot of people there. Um, it isn't like you're going to pl- play the PGA at Bethpage or somewhere um, like Torrey Pines or, uh, from, from years prior. Like, it doesn't have th- that same sort of atmosphere in Tulsa. Um, but the fans are great. It was a great atmosphere the, the whole week. Of course, Alatoris played great. Couldn't get that win. Cameron Young has been on been absolute fire. I'm going to stop speaking because I, I've already basically spoiled uh, half the show. We're going to start off, of course, with our favorite fill-in-the-blank. I've now named it. So, so, so to all you people who have been who have been asking me, begging me, Steve, Steve, Steve we need a name for the fill-in-the-blank uh, segment in the show. Obviously, I, I was I was mulling this over with um with KB like a month ago. I was like, yo, how funny would it be if I if I made like a PGA Wordle? Um, obviously, I I don't have the expertise to do like coding to make a Wordle. Uh, and the name that I came up for, for it was Rortle, like Rory. Um, so we're going to play Rortle, which is basically our now new fill-in-the-blank uh, all about the PGA Championship. We're going to start off right here, John. Question number one, JT seven-shot comeback can only be described as blank. What's your word? Uh, impressive would be the the word that comes to mind, and that's pretty cliche, but what, what, what else are you going to say about it you know what i mean in one in one word it's hard to encapsulate what what uh what he accomplished from coming seven shots back and all albeit you know it wasn't really like he had he came back the full seven shots he just you know made up the deficit to win which is how stroke play is you know and then these guys these guys know that but uh yeah it was it was it was impressive but it wasn't anything to be like to go nuts over you know what i mean it wasn't like um i mean i, I got out of my seat a little bit you know, i'm not gonna say i didn't but it wasn't it wasn't anything that was that was making me um turn turn the rangers game off to watch that if you know what i mean yeah no i think i think you're absolutely right my word here i'm gonna i'm gonna use some absolutely uh ridiculous uh words moving forward but i'm gonna say it was envisage Envisage meaning kind of saw it coming was something to sort of expect. No, hear me out. It's it's Sunday, right? And obviously, Muto Pereira is uh, holding the the 54, 56 hole lead. I'm like, all right, what do we expect here from Muto Pereira? Guy's never won a PGA Tour event. The closest he's ever gotten to anything huge was finishing, I believe, t- T3 at the Olympics. All right, has has a pretty good resume. First possible Chilean. Major winner. Uh, report came out about nine thirty in the morning that he didn't that he didn't sleep all night. Um, obviously, Whoop is like the new big thing on the uh, PGA Tour. Uh, Darren Ravel t- tweeted something out. JT recorded a one hundred percent Whoop rating in his sleep, uh, which means that like he had like a perfect night's sleep. So 
What, what were the were the whoop was the whoop statistics released before the round or after the round? Uh, it was released during the round. That's okay. I was gonna say so. Effed up if it was released before the round. Yeah, so it was released during the round. Um, so what do you naturally do? You look at the leaderboard, and as a betting man that I am, I go, "Huh, Mito Pereira never won a PGA event. Cameron." Tour event, and he's three months into a PGA Tour career. Bullzawa Torres is the worst putter on the planet. For some reason, is putting really well this week. Still doesn't have a PGA Tour win. What did I do? I threw the money on JT. I threw the money on Colin, who also had a, who also had a ridiculous final round that no one's talking about because he finished top ten. Even Chris Kirk was dirty. Naturally, you're going to gravitate to the guy, but it's it's like every time it happens, it never actually happens. This is the one time where it was kind of the perfect storm for JT. And I think I kind of saw it coming as he was up the pike. I think it was after the shank shot on the par 3 15th, where he shanked it like 40 yards to the right and had, had like 110 uh, 10 yard yard approach shot uh, into the green. He even said afterwards, he goes, uh, if I could shank, if I could shake a five iron and win a major, I'm pretty sure anybody could do anything. So I saw it as sort of uh, envisaging, envisage, saw it coming. Uh, but at the same time, it was a um, terrific win. Should not be discrediting it, saying I saw it coming, but it was an absolute great win for JT. Speaking Nobody knows Cameron, what that um, word means, Steve. And we still don't know what it means. Envisage? Yes. And you could explain it again. You could read the definition yeah, again. I, yeah, and I, I, people um, wouldn't know what I, it means. I absolutely uh, could. Um, the, it is actually a verb uh, for contemplating or conceiving of a possibility or desirable future event. Uh, so again, a strong, strongly worded way of saying we saw it coming. How the frick could it be described as a verb? I mean, we. I failed freshman year English in high school, so no, you didn't. Did you really? I did. How did and I'm you... a journalist? Look at me, guys! I'm amazing. How did All you right. graduate? I took summer school and I passed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Cameron Young and Will Zalatoris, two young studs, both both under both under the age of twenty five. Cameron Young, first player in PGA Tour history in his rookie year to finish tied for second or third in a major three times, kind of ridiculous. Um, Will Zalatoris is also right there, has two T twos or solo second finishes, one at the Masters, one uh, now here at Southern Hills in the PGA. Neither one of them have managed to get that first win yet, very as in very elusive. But Cameron Young and Will Zalatoris this season have been blank. What is your opinion on the boys? They've been overperforming, I, I would say. Really? Which, yeah. Um, not, and I don't, I don't mean that in, in a negative way. I'm, I'm not saying that they're worse players and how they're performing. They're just doing better than their their expected their expectations because you would expect those players to you know, be like top 10 guys, um, not week in and week out, but like every third week or something or something like that. And they're doing, they're doing much, much better than that. If not um, living up to that and then some, you know what I mean? So for, for me in my eyes, um, those guys are going to have a lot of ups and downs in their career. Um, and I believe this is one of the ups for those guys. Um, I would say Zalatoris for me personally has probably the most upside of any PGA Tour player um, 
on the planet, in my opinion. So he's he's definitely got 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 more room to go. He's going to win a couple majors in his career. Um, Cameron Young, I guess I guess sort of the same type of deal. Loads of loads, 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 loads of potential. Um, yeah, my they're they're just they're just really really um, exceeding expectations right now, and it's good for the game of golf. I'm actually gonna um, do a full 180 to what you're saying. I think I think it's been captivating the way they've been playing. It's been almost magical um, to see guys so young be able to perform with such big names and like and we talk about it all the time. We talk about about how how front loaded the PGA Tour is. Like obviously, Scotty Scheffler came out came out of not nowhere, but he's come out of the woodwork in one season as, and has won um, in almost Tiger Woods fashion in one season so far is, has dominated and become the world number one player. But these are two guys who now, like, Will Zalatoris has jumped all the way to 14th right now in the um, world golf rankings. Cameron Young is now firmly within the, within the top 50 for the, for the first time in his career. So he's slowly uh, – I'm pretty sure he's in the 30s now. He's wrapping, his, he's wrapping his way up into a pretty primed BMW spot uh, in terms of getting getting later on into the year, he'll certainly be in a playoff position. Zalatoris is possibly going to be um, one of the young guys to, to crack the top ten if he can get um, up there again. But I don't think they've been underperforming more so than they've been able to kind of prove a new way of golf. And I think Zalatoris does it a little more than Cameron Young. I think Cameron Young is, um, to, to much of his chagrin and to, to, to what much of people have been looking at uh, from him, the guy made the PGA Tour and based off literally three starts on the Corn Ferry Tour. He came on, he finished fifth, and then he won back-to-back events. And the guy was like, all right, I'm out of here. Let's go. Um, and at that point, like, this guy's the limit for Cameron Young. He shows up and goes absolutely nuts and is now on pace to be one of the best, have one of the best rookie campaigns of all time. I think Cameron Young has actually been better than Zalatoris in terms of what the potential could be and where he plays. First of all, he's a better putter, which which – for the for the most part in a lot of these events, it sort of does carry you a lot more. Um, I think Zalatoris is the better ball striker and better uh, approach player, which has been true. He's leading the PGA right now in strokes and approach over his last six rounds, um, or six events. But Cameron Young simply has the better putter, and I think he has the more of the. Deal uh, um, to overtake Zalatoris. I think both of them will be um, in the conversation with having multiple majors. We'll have a lot of um, similarities to guys like Colin and JT and. Um, and Spieth in their younger days. But Cameron Young, don't sleep on the guy. He's been absolutely incredible. But Will Zalatoris has taught us one thing. He's taught us that you can be a bad putter and ball strike your way to the top. Granted, this week he led the field for, for, for the first two days uh, in putting, which is actually very impressive for someone who ranks right now, I believe, 100, 121st um, on the PGA Tour, which is worse than guys like Ian Poulter, um, who have only, who's only played in like three or four events so far in the, in the second half of the year, or the latter half. Um, not from the from the October restart. So very impressive from Will Zalatoris to be able to ball strike his way to the top every single week. Our golf, which is a um, impressive thing to do, again with with fields like DJ Rom and and the bunch all ch- all chasing him every single week. Third question here: We got to we got to talk Mito Pereira. It was an absolute meltdown on the back nine. Mito's breakdown was nothing short of blank. It was nothing short of revealing in the sense that um, it showed what he's truly made of. And I think he's going to, he's going to have a really short memory with this thing. And he's going to win. I think 
I, I mean, he's he's in the conversation of the Cameron Youngs and Wills out horses, and I think he could be better than them. To be quite honest with you, I think he's 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 got the all around ability to be better than those two guys um, in the next ten years, in my opinion. So it, it was it's, it wasn't shocking to see him um, at the top of the leaderboard, and I specifically remember last episode um, we were talking about the betting odds, and Mito Pereira was like. He is either dead last or his well bottom. You're like, there's no way Mito Pereira is winning this. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. He kind of fits the mold for the course, and he's one of the better all around players on tour because it's pretty rare to find a guy who's good T2 green and then good putting as well. That's really, yeah. really rare. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, it was a little shocking to see him towards the top, but you can't be too surprised when you got a, a guy with the talent like that. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was revealing and he kind of, he showed, he showed, um, that he's made of some, some, he's got some grit in him and he's gonna, he's gonna bounce back quicker than we all think. Tomito's credit. Uh, he was one of the only guys who who following his round, like for example, Rory, um, he actually spoke to the media, uh, immediately afterwards. And you don't really see that from guys who, uh, who have that, that much of a meltdown, but his breakdown was nothing short of, and the way I'm going to use this is, is, is a little, harsher um than what i'm making it sound like i guess like cataclysm like cataclysmically bad um pulling out driver on some really bad holes that you shouldn't have and, I, and making just just compounding bad swings with bad decisions uh just was not going his way whatsoever and it was really kind of the crux of the entire back nine um the front seemed fine everything was going pretty well again mito said afterwards he couldn't sleep um and we talk all the time about this 54 hole lead like how hard is it to hold this kind of lead with the pressure that's on your shoulders and the idea that, all right, I now have everyone breathing down my neck. I got to play basically flawless golf, knowing that people are going to go hard um, in that final round. And what happens? He managed to uh, what the bed and yeah, it's revealing, but at the same time though, it's something to look back on and be able to grow with. And Joaquin Neiman said it after the round, all the guys from, from uh, South America after every single round, um, Sebastian Munoz, Joaquin Neiman, and uh, Camilo Villegas, they all stayed, they, they all stuck around. They all waited for him. They were all talking um, like a bunch of buddies. And Mito was like, look, like I, I, I have friends around me. I got people who I, uh, who I appreciate. And yeah, I had a really bad uh, back nine, but I'll learn from it and I'll grow. And um, credit to Mito for talking to the media. Um, unlike guys like Rory, who is honestly, a, he's a bit of a, um, for lack of a better term. I, uh, don't, don't do it. Don't. I, I'm not going to say don't. it. No, um, no, just don't, don't even, what, what, the, just the whole sentence, don't even say it. Speak to the media. Come on. It, no. It's a round no, of golf. Fuck the media. What? No, it, fuck the media. Give me a, give me a freaking break. Come fuck on. the media. The media is full of a bunch of scumbags who want to write a story and get, get paid. They get paid to be assholes, basically. Technically no, speaking, you and I are in the media, media, so you're calling yourself a scumbag. No, I, we're, we're not, we're not the people who write articles about these guys and ask them questions after rounds. I mean, I write articles. I'm referring to that part of the media. All right. Regardless, I still think, despite you playing bad, you should at the very least speak to the media and just give give them what they want. No one, no one doesn't want to hear from you. It brings bad vibes. Question number four here: Who surprised you the most at the PGA? Was blank. Um, I think it was JT because I didn't see his win. His next big win coming that soon. I thought he had some. I thought he was going to have a couple swing issues. 
I thought his body might be giving out on him, and I, I just, I didn't, I didn't see it coming um, this far into the future. And I thought he kind of fell off from where he was at, um, from when he was top two in the world golf rankings um, back a year, year and a half ago plus. Um, so yeah, he 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 was probably the guy that that, that surprised me the most this weekend. You know, what surprised me. It wasn't even someone on the course. It was Smiley Kaufman behind the mic. He was really good this week. Um, for a guy who's had a really bad go of things, I, I read a, uh, a really good article from The Athletic uh, from, from Blues Brendan Quinn uh, about the fall of Smiley Kaufman and how he went from guy who was finishing top 20 in majors and had, had a pretty good look um, at the future, won a PGA, PGA Tour event at the Shriners uh, Memorial Open, and then all of a sudden went 40 straight events with either a missed cut or withdrawal uh, from said event and lost his PGA Tour card, dropped out of Q school because he, he simply wasn't uh, competing well enough. And then we finally find him back behind a microphone on a Q school broadcast and ESPN picks him up and, put, and throws him on the uh, PGA. He was great on social media. He was great. He was great as an analyst behind the mic. Thought he was absolutely hilarious. The video of him uh, running to the playoff because because he said quote unquote JT teased us all uh, and managed to force the playoffs. He was literally running from his car from the parking lot on like nine all the way to eighteen to try and get there uh, on time. And he's filming the whole thing Instagram live. It was really funny. So uh, Smiley Kaufman really surprised me. Someone who we you might know him as one of the uh, Spring Break boys when him Ricky when him Ricky Jordan and JT all went um, like summer golfing and had like a photo shoot shirtless on a beach. Uh, and on the golf course, unfortunately, didn't necessarily uh, come out on top like like all three of them, who obviously were all at one point or another world top ten players, even world number ones. But uh, Smiley, great job this week. Very impressed with him. John, <laughs> probably the best question that I have uh, ever, ever ever prepared in the show, in the show's history. John Daly. There's only one time a year that we can that we can confidently talk John Daly and actually enjoy it. John Daly finishes Thursday round of golf. Level or better than the following players: Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, Daniel Berger, Tiger Woods, Bruce Kepka, Billy Horschel, and Corey Connors. Was it the cigarettes, the Diet Coke, or the premeditated casino trip that got him to playing as good as most of the world top fifty? I would say it was all of it—a lethal combination of of things that he. Uh, he uh, was into prior to and after the event, um, but but seriously, I th I, th I think um, I, I I truly do believe that it was a combination of all of those and a lack of it for all the other guys because they obviously took things a little too seriously in their own head if they are unable to perform better than a guy who couldn't possibly care less about how many years he has left to left to live. That guy's he, he he's a machine. I don't. It's getting to a point, and I, our friend Jack pointed it out uh, in the group chat. There there was um, I think it was Will Brinson. He was uh, he was rehashing over a story uh, of John Daly from from a prior PGA Championship, I believe, at Southern Hills, and uh, he was matched up with Tiger. He was playing with him, and uh, Tiger was like, "Yeah, he yeah, he had like twenty three cigarettes and not like a not a single ounce of water, and it was like ninety eight degrees that day." Like we gotta stop uh, giving John Daly so much like ridiculous love 
for the fact that he's just just a a absolute specimen in terms of being able to just put crap in your body and it happens to him. Uh, like we 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 praise it, but it's like really unhealthy, and I'm like kind of concerned for his well being. Like like if this guy has a stroke tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. Knock on wood. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, but that's like this guy is probably in the worst health like of all time, considering he drinks more diet coke to like sedate all of Long Island, Manhattan, and and the five boroughs where you and I are. Uh, so I don't know, John Daly. He's uh quite the guy. He's just a freak. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad because I don't think he has many years left. <laughs> well, hey, he he did say that if Tiger Woods had the uh, the golf cart like he had this week, Tiger would have been top ten this week. Last week, who Daly said that? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 nice of Daly. Do we give Tiger Woods the golf cart or not? I thought Tiger said that. Um, do we have Tiger withdrawing um, as like a topic? No. If, if not, no, let's but, just but, let's just address it really quickly. Yeah. Because... Um, well, actually, I I have three things the things that I want to address before the break here. But um, yeah, like Tiger withdrawing seemed like really out of the blue. Um, I mean, after after round one, he looked hurt, uh, and it was like very clear. He like he was like hobbling off eighteen. Then again, that also happened at Augusta, and he still managed managed to make the cut. Um, but Tiger like absolute crap uh, in round two and uh, and round three. What do you think about it? Um, yeah, for me, I, I I don't think it was. What what did you say it was? You said it was uh, out of the. I didn't think it was out of the blue because I, I that the the night before there was talk of him um, call, calling it after yeah. after three rounds. So, and you could kind of tell, like you could visibly see him limping. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I. I think it was out of the blue more so because because it, it's Tiger and I feel like that that isn't like in his body of work to just withdraw three days three three days into a tournament. I feel like he's so a that, guy. That's like, kind of what I was going to say is like Tiger has this persona built up that like like withdrawing is like never 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 an option. Yeah, in in a tournament, and, and and not that not that it's he's ever said that, or not that he's ever or anyone has ever said that about him who's been close to him, but like that's that's just kind of how he is, you know. He even no matter how bad he's he's playing, like with like at the at the the Masters, he he played like absolute crap according to himself, but mm-hmm. he finished he finished out the, those four rounds, so it must have been really really bad for him to call it. I don't know if he was just like kind of had like a regular guy moment and said, F it, I'm like this many strokes over par. I'm not doing this shit. I'm going home. Yeah. Um, he very well could have. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if how legitimate that that uh withdrawal was. So who knows? It could very well be. I'm not gonna say it wasn't. Um, and I, but I hope he's okay because knowing Tiger probably was that bad, but at the same time, I don't, I didn't get those, I didn't get those vibes in it from what I could have told. It it didn't seem like it. Well, very clearly he had to withdraw. He had to withdraw for a reason. And I think it very well might be because of the fact that he's so out of it. That's what I'm saying. The reason could have been like, he couldn't finish or the reason was he didn't want to finish, which of the two it was. I don't know. 
I think it was like, like I think it was like he could, he literally just could not finish. I feel like the, the, like if he could finish the round, he would have played. Been- it. I think he would have done it. Um, it, it's just like I don't know. Tiger reminds know. me of like Kobe, like two guys who, who just never quit and would always just keep on going. Literally, yes, no, like props. that's what I'm saying. Like he has that's the, the that's the persona that I'm referring to that he has built up. But I think it might be a little fraudulent. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. It's a big call-out. What's that? It's a big call-out from you. I mean, it is. I, it very, like, he very well, I, like, like I said, he probably, it probably was, like, he's one of the greatest, the greatest, the, the greatest athlete of all time, first yeah. of all, the greatest competitor of all time. So it probably was that he couldn't, he couldn't make it. He physically could not play another 18 holes. But, yeah. but from with my, what I could tell with my eyes, it seemed like if he wanted to, he could have been out there Sunday. John, like, in the sorry to cut you off here, but in about thirty seconds before we cut the break here, we're, we're, we're all, almost at a half hour. This fucking Jack, guy talks forever. And I can't even talk for five. Jack seconds. Nicholas was sued by his own company over nil uh, name, image, likeness, and golf course design. What do you think of? What do you make of it? I didn't hear a word you said, but I'm gonna look at our rundown and read it. So Jack Nicholas was sued by his own company. For name, image, like this, and golf course design, cause uh, claiming negligence on Nicholas's part. What do you have to say about it in about ten seconds? I don't give a shit. That that's what I gotta say. Jack Nicholas has a lot of money. Um, I I don't feel bad. Um, the people who are going after him. Screw them. Um, that's about it. Well, in in other world, in, in the other words of of golf, Bubba Watson will also be out for about four to six weeks. He has a knee injury apparently, so he'll be out. Uh, for about four to six weeks, might very well miss the U.S. Open. We'll say we're going to take a short break, quick little 30-second uh, break here. Once we come back, we're going to give you everything you got to know about the Charles Schwab Challenge, Colonial Golf Club down in Fort Worth, Texas. John's been there, so he's got a really good uh, insight to what to expect over at Charles Schwab. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports team's go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new tv and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. 
I think that's how it always goes. We went like 25 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Welcome back in, folks. Steve, Steve and John here for Get in the Hole here in the Underground. John, the Charles Schwab Challenge this week over in Fort Worth, Texas. Obviously, you're, in, you're a, an SMU grad, so just down the road from Fort Worth. Quick little drive down. You were there last year when Jason Kokrak took out Jordan Spieth. He uh, was hanging around in the big, the big old uh, pickup truck that you get when you win the Charles Schwab. Let's talk a little course confidential Shall we, John, give us all of the updates and everything we got to know about Colonial Golf Club. I want to hear it all. Sure thing, man. Sure thing. Uh, Colonial Colonial Country Club, um, it's a very, it's a very, very difficult, challenging course. I looks like when from when, what I could tell when I was there, it looked like it required a lot of focus, um, especially off the tee. You know, pretty narrow, well guarded. Um, the rough isn't anything crazy or anything like that, but it's well guarded by trees. Bunkers around landing areas, bunkers around the greens, um, all all that type of stuff. Um, par 70, 7,200 yards um, may play a little bit longer than that for these guys this week, but some some somewhere around there. Um, I believe the grass is Paana, um, if I remember correctly. But the the main thing about this course is that it has a lot of dogleg right. Um, and then the par threes can be pretty challenging, um, but also pretty rewarding um, if you can play all of them under par as, as, as a whole. Um, so what I would think would be prioritized the most, um, it's, it's, it's going to be driving accuracy is super, super important for these guys. The landing areas, they're pretty, pretty specific. Um, very, very honestly, really similar to what we saw last week. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, it's just oh, yeah. not going to be as, as as long of a course. So instead of the long, hitting long irons into the greens, they're just going to be hitting some shorter irons. But it's 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 basically exactly what we saw last week. Um, so guys who either a were expected to thrive last week or did thrive last week and are playing this week, um, this could be guys to look at. But yeah, um, it's it's all about ball striking, and then once you once you get that rolling the birdie, so tee to green is really important iron play as much as um off the tee um i don't say just driving accuracy or driver accuracy because a lot of three woods are going to be in play for some of these holes um where you won't be able to cut corners um that will be the case and cutting corners could be uh disastrous for a lot of guys so you're going to see really strategic golfers play well and really consistent golfers play well in a sense that they're not consistent really week to week is not what i mean by that but really just consistent um, consistent with their shots and their shot shaping ability. Yeah, Colonial is a really interesting um, week on the calendar because usually, of course, it follows up the uh, the PGA, but this is the first time in a long time where you go from a major course 
like Southern Hills, that's a 70, 7,500 yard behemoth, really long holes, driver's paradise, designed by Perry Maxwell. Then you move over to another Perry Maxwell design that's basically the same thing, just like dialed back, watered down, I guess you could say. Uh, Jordan Speed said it the best. He literally said uh, last week at, at Southern Hills that Southern Hills is Colonial Golf Club just on steroids. Uh, it isn't he as said that? He, yeah, literally word for yeah. word. Uh, and yeah, because as I was thinking in my head, I was like, Perry Maxwell design. And then I was, I was as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, it's basically it the same course last week, um, ex- except they're, they're just going to be hitting lo- uh, shorter irons into the greens. That's about it. Yeah, well, the only difference is, and I'll get into my keys to winning uh, in a hot sec, but like you said, the guys who did really well at Southern Hills are going to manage, are going to do really well here. Um, JT is going to be like the the premier guy in terms of um, who who has everything kind of going for them. Obviously, ha- had a great round three and four um, to carry him into this week. Obviously, had obviously won some hardware too. But like Chris Kirk, for example, and again, we're going to talk keys. We're going to talk who's hot, who's not. But guys who hit it long here aren't ne- aren't necessarily needed. But if you can get, if you can really, if you could cut corners, you can manage and play the play the ball well enough. It's very much like a a Maxwell slash like Nicholas design. Um, I remember when we talked about the Memorial like uh, last year. It's a second shot golf course for a, for a very good reason. Um, you need a really good tee shot. It has to be extremely accurate here at least. At Southern Hills, it was more wide open. But the Perry Maxwell design here, seventy two hundred yards, a little bit shorter shorter track. Still got to find the accuracy off the tee. But it's the second shot that's going to matter the most, and it's going to be um, those long approach shots. It's not as long as Southern Hills, like we've been saying, but it is playing long in terms of the wind conditions, the heat, the way things kind of all format itself. It actually plays a little bit longer than you would expect. Um, however, you don't need that that, that, that that uber accurate drive, but, oh, sorry, super powerful drive, but it will be the difference between hitting a four iron into the green as opposed to a six, six or a six or, or a seven. So I believe when, like, when Jason Kokrak won, um, very big three wood guy was managing his way three wood, three wood, three wood the whole way through the course, finding those corners and swinging about a six, seven iron into the green. You might see guys like Rory go driver and then go for a nine iron to the green, but it won't be as accurate. Uh, penalizing rough won't be able to, to make it super undulated greens, a lot more than Southern Hills. So this will wind up being a putting contest to a degree. Um, we usually see scores roughly in that like 13, 14. Um, stroke range, and this is going to kind of segue well here into my keys to victory. Obviously, stroke scan approach will be huge. It's going to be the number one statistic here, uh, and it's going to really be stroke scan approach, but also compounded with players' abilities to play well in par fours, 400 to 450 yards. That approach shot is usually going to run anywhere from 180 to 155. That's kind of your range. Guys who play really well in that area with, with their iron game, should manage pretty well. I'm looking at the Colin Morikawa's of the world, uh, the JTs, and even guys who played really well this past week at Southern Hills. Chris Kirk is one of those guys who I'll, who I'll be eyeing on. He will, in fact, be uh, in those beer money plays. He's probably one of the best bets for me this week. Um, second thing here is, go- is going to be Stroke Game Putting. Guys who win here are always top 10 in the week in Stroke Game Putting, and they're at least top 25 for the season up to this date in Stroke Game Putting. Long par threes here are really important. Everyone is everyone is more than 200 yards. Guys who play well on long par three conditions will have an advantage here. A lot of false fronts 
on these greens, so guys are going to have to really be able to stick it. But the heat's going to really help. It's going to be about 94 degrees uh, down in Texas, as John, you know. Uh, it's the heart of the summer, so guys are really going to be um, sweating their asses off. But with with the more denser heat, will will come better ball flight. Will come more of an opportunity for the ball to stick right onto the green. So it will be uh, a pretty good advantage. Also, um, you are right; those Poa fairways, overseeded uh, ryegrass, and then of course the bank grass greens, which are um, a staple of down in Texas, Florida, and the Sun Belt, um, the Sun Belt, Bible Belt, Belt, whatever you want to call it, down in that area. So, the, so really, those are the keys: accurate driver, really good approach shot, long par three play, ability to find your your rhythm within 180 to 155 yards, playing those 400 to 450 yards par fours really well, and being able to have a pretty hot putter uh, this week will be the key for me. Anything you want to add? That's yeah, you summed it up pretty well. Um, yeah, I got, I got I got nothing to add. I got nothing to add. I think I think driving accuracy is probably. Um, this is this is the course where the driving accuracy is going to be most important, probably. I it's premium um, Absolutely. Uh, throughout throughout the whole year, and it's not the most important thing to win for the week. But this is probably the the course where it's most important at, if not top three. Absolutely, is where it's prioritized. Hoops is hot and Hoops is not, John. This this week, shit, this week we got to focus in on guys who are who played really well or really poorly at Southern Hills going into this week, and how will they be How will they be able to translate? So, John, I'll start off with you. Who do you think is hot? Who do you think is not? Who had a great week, week at Southern Hills? And we'll carry them into our course this week. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't have names picked out for this shit, so I'm just going to – I got to be honest. Um, this is my least favorite segment we do. Because really? I, 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 I never I prep for everything else, but I don't prep for this. So every time you bring it up, I use this more so as my like guide to figuring out who all having beer money. So really, it's kind of like the it's sort of the ramp up, I guess you could say for me. Bro, you're you're a clown. Um, I'm just gonna go with Matt Fitzpatrick. I feel like he's been playing well recently. Oh, fuck that guy. Um, yeah, yeah, bro. He's got, so he finished top five at the PGA, top second. At the Wells Fargo, um, missed the cut at the RBC Heritage and finished top fifteen at the Masters. So I would say, and then top five at the Valspar. I would say, surprisingly enough, for my least favorite player on tour, um, this this guy's playing well. He's playing really, really good golf. Um, he's finding some consistency with his swing. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his swing, but. Um, you know, when he gets the timing right, he, he gets it right. And uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is playing some good golf right now. I am so ecstatic that he isn't in the field because I wanted to bet him so bad. But now that I know that he won't be playing, I'm kind of like relieved because I don't want to give him the upper go. hand on me and admit that like he's playing good golf. Um, but, but who's been really hot is Chris Kirk has been on fire ever since they went down to Florida for the Florida swing. He's been even better down in Texas, finished fifth this week. Um, at the PGA, he's been on fire. He hits the ball a country mile. The putter's been really hot. He's actually, he's currently fifth on the PGA in the last four weeks uh, in strokes game putting. So I think Chris Kirk's been really hot. Who hasn't been though? Billy Horschel. I was really high on him this past week, and he disappointed me to no end. Like I love Billy Horschel. I think he has great style. He, he, he's a, he's a good golfer. He's a guy who deserves to be somewhere in, in, in the top twenty in the world. But my God, he had like. He, 
seven over on the, seven over on the first day, and I literally threw my phone at the wall. I was like, God damn it! Why would I ever take you top thirty? Um, he played like crap. So did Corey Connors, two guys who I'm really upset with um, going into this week. So who's not hot? Who's literally ice cold uh, going into this week is Billy Horschel. John, let's uh, let's get off this topic so this way uh, you can can swipe away. The I didn't give my whoops. Whoops does not. You don't even care. Let's be honest. You're you don't right. Care. I don't. You're you don't right. care. You don't. But care. I have one. I have one though. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's do I, Tony Finau, do I give it who to you? has cracked the top twenty only like once in his last top ten events. Um, and How he's, long he's taken this week. He's had some success at Colonial in years past. A couple, I believe, a, n- a number of top fives, if I remember correctly. Uh, definitely one top three, and then I think, I think, I think a couple others in the top twenty. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, he's maybe this could be a get right week get right week for him. Who knows? Um, I don't know. I don't like generally like to take chances like that, which you kind of have to do when you're looking at golf and trying to bet. But um, but yeah. I don't know about Tony Fino, but he's not hot right now. I like. I really don't want to take him. Like I like. I I've seen him a lot, like on the odds on the odds boards, and it's like good value. But I'm like so, like, Listen, I don't man. know. I don't have a gun to your head. Don't worry. No, no, I know, but like I love Tony Fino, and the fact that he isn't playing well like kills me. And I'm I'm like looking at it right now. I'm just like, he's currently going off right now at like ridiculous value. I think he's thirty two hundred to win. Uh, plus the plus. He's 32 to one to win, which I think is like, is like great value for a guy like him. I'm just like really um, weary about what's to come. Cause obviously when he won at the, at the Northern trust, he hasn't, he hadn't done anything since 2017, but he had one, he hadn't placed the top 20 every single week. All of a sudden it's like the golf game just kind of has golf has like stood still for him and, and he hasn't been able to kind of figure things out um, ever since his last win. So I'm a little, mm. uh, I'm a little meh with him this week. Let's get into uh, some prop bets, shall we? Shall we? We shall. shall we? Prop bets time brought to you by our friends over at Pickup. Pickup, play the headlines, sign up for your phone, and get rolling today. We have only four plays this week, John. Nothing too crazy, but a lot of group betting, a lot of victory stuff, and a very interesting uh, stat that I came across. But we'll start off with some group bets that I found um, on some sports books. These will be available on Pickup for you to bet. So let's get right into it. Four guys who are all dominant uh, in, in the sport. They are. They all, all are currently in the top ten in the world. A group bet. Who will have the better week? And I'll even give you the odds too, which are uh, which is which is very nice. Scotty Scheffler plus two thirty. Jordan Spieth plus three twenty. Justin Thomas plus two forty. And Victor Hovland plus five ten. Who's gonna have the best week of the four? I'll take Spieth. Um, the reason being is that. Um, when it comes like, like, like we, this is something I've talked about a number of times in the podcast and definitely um, sometime within our last two or three episodes um, speed. He, he shows up for, for the, the, the events like, like a Charles Swab or like in Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Texas. Sure. You sure. Um, that was going to be one of my, my later points, but yeah, this is, you're right. This is a, this is a Texas event. Um, but the larger point was that he's he shows up for for these events that are in between the the majors and in between the the, the larger events. Um, and then everyone's like he plays well right before major, and everyone like thinks he's can thinks he could do it come uh, come PGA Championship week or come Masters week. 
uh, and then he he falls short, and then then he starts playing well again. Um, so th- yeah, it's for me. I think it's just a mental thing at this point for the for the majors. Something he has to get past. Um, but for a tournament like this, uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll take him over those guys for sure. You know, I I saw something really interesting, and I I picked Jordo to win last week. Um, and I saw a really interesting stat. The one thing that I that I missed uh in all of this, and I really should have done my due diligence because you know me, I, I'm the I'm the stat head of the group here, but Jordan Speed, despite playing so well, and when he said, oh, I figured it out, uh, it didn't occur to me that he's lost like 14 strokes putting over the last like seven weeks, which is abysmal for a guy as good as Jordan Speed. Um, on this golf course specifically, though, uh, in I believe four events, his last four, he has gained 33 strokes putting at the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is ridiculous. Um, I'm also going to go with Spieth. I'm really confident here. I think JT may have a bit of a hangover. Um, Scotty, Scotty will in fact be, be in contention and Victor, the, the numbers of, over the last couple of weeks have not been good. Um, have not liked the way he's been playing. So I'm going to totally fade Victor this week as well. Um, but it's Scotty or Spieth. I'll roll with Jordo with the better odds here. Group bed number two, bunch of young guys, some guys who have been playing really well. One guy who's been here, um, all week getting ready. Uh, and has been crushing the ball. Uh, Callaway's been all over him this week. Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, Max Homa, and Sam Burns. Who will have the best week of the four? I really like Sam Burns because he's an all-around player. Something like Colin, Colin is another all-around player. Uh, I, w- I will give him that. But I don't, I don't see him coming through, coming through at, at this event. None. He hasn't been playing his best golf. He hasn't been playing his worst golf either. Um, but it's, it's, it's been a little bit of inconsistency there for Colin, and not the Colin that we were used to from last season. The the guy who was lighting the tour up uh, at the age of 26, 25, I believe, um, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Sam Burns. I like his chances on on the bent grass greens. Um, and I do think that he, he can, he can manage his way to a better finish than those guys. I'm, I'm going to roll, uh, this week with Max Homa. Actually, he's somebody who uh, has had a really good season, uh, ever since he won last year at the Genesis, he's really kind of molded into form as a top golfer, uh, aside from him being a massive Twitter presence, he really is a very solid contender week in and week out. Uh, I love Sam Burns th- this week. He might be on the card. I'm kind of debating it right now. Uh, I think Zal Torres is gonna ha- is gonna have one of those hangovers uh, like he has every time he's finished top five in an event. He always sort he always sort of falls the ladder off. Uh, I do think Colin's gonna be ridiculous this week. I think I'm, I think he might also win this week. Um, but I'm gonna go out, out out on a limb and say if Colin doesn't play well, I'm gonna roll with Homa uh, for a really good value play here. He's currently the the, the lowest among the. Uh, on the odds among the four. Third thing here, um, as I said, usual victory total uh, has hovered around like 13, 14 under par in recent years. We have gotten as low as 20. That was about set, uh, four or five years ago. But the the victory total, the total number of strokes to get to, get to that elusive win, will be over or under 14 and a half strokes, which is a pretty liberal number. Um, we have seen some a pair of 15s in the last uh, five years a 20 and a 13 and a 14 so what do you think of 14 and a half strokes over under for the win i'm gonna go with over um we know that that trend this year is to bet the over 
uh, when it when it comes down to to how how well these guys are going to play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll I'll go I'll go over that number just just because of that reasoning alone. Um, I haven't looked at the weather for this week. I haven't looked at anything else. So yeah, don't scorching hot. Right. What's that? Scorching hot and dry as hell. Yeah, yeah. So take take really take that with a grain of salt. But who knows? There could there could be some 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 wet conditions. One of the days Texas is like that. Who knows yeah. what's gonna happen? Um, but yeah, I'll take the over for now. You know, I bet the after Mito uh, in the third round, I bet the over for the winner at um, eleven at over eleven and a half. That that, that totally bit me in the ass. So um, I won't make the same mistake. However, I'm going to bet the over again because uh, life's too, life's too simply too short to bet the under. Fourth and final prop bet here, John, which is like kind of funny because it's Texas uh, and it's like the most like uber American state like on the planet. Um, literally shaped like a star. Uh. The winner of this event, 18 of the last 20 times, has been an American. The only other two times has been an Australian and a Brit. All very similar in terms of like speaking the English language and almost as close to American as possible. Will the winner this week in a largely American field be an American, or will you take the field and take the uh, the European slash Asian side? Or even I'm going to take an American. Like, all right. Let me like specify here. USA, not like North American. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I, I understand. I understood right. that that was the. Yeah. Uh... No, because like recently, recently with the world, uh, we've been kind of talking more like North America, or actually now I've been kind of um, deviating North America because of my new job. Because I'm taught, I'm taught that that North America is Canada as well. So I'm kind of like. Oh, like, where's the delineation? Whatever it is. All right. American of the field. Obviously, you're going American. I'll go American as well. We're going to take our final quick little break. When we come back, we're going to bring you the best, best bets of the week over in some beer money. John, you ready? I'm ready, my man. We'll be right back here on Getting the Hole from the Underground. We'll see you in a bit. The Get in the Hole podcast is sponsored by Tomahawk Shades, the best eyewear in the game. Tomahawk Shades is making sure that when you tee off on hole number one, your eyes are well protected from the sun as soon as you hit hole 18. Tomahawk Shades founded by two brothers on Long Island to make sure that you're getting a quality product for an affordable price and not spending an entire two weeks paycheck on one pair of sunglasses and you're looking styling and profiling on the golf course. And say you're at home watching the PGA Tour, they got the blue light plus glasses to protect your eyes from those violent blue lights that come from your TV. Go to TomahawkShades.com right now, fill up your cart for the golf season, get the sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses, and anything else you need while you're out on the course so that you look the best and you can live up to the look good, feel good, play good moniker that we live by here in the underground. And when you go to check out, Use our code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com and all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order and all orders qualify for free domestic shipping. Big thank you to Tomahawk Shades for sponsoring the Get in the Hole podcast. It's time for some beer money brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer, Philadelphia's number one favorite light beer. Grab a Kenny. Johnny Boy, let's get going. The Charles Schwab Challenge, beer money bets. We'll start with the top 20. 
Do you want to go first or or do you're going first, time? bud? Sorry, I'm going first this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm very excited. All right. Um, as I said, and as I basically alluded to the alluded to the entire time, I will be taking guys who played really well at Southern Hills. Southern Hills was basically um, colonial on steroids. So I'm going to be looking for guys who weren't necessarily the, the exact same, not guys who were hitting the ball country mile, but guys who were very accurate, guys who have a good approach shots, and guys who are putting really well. Uh, and who's the one guy who fits to that, that to a T? A top 10 play from last week. I'll take him top 20 this week. Tommy Fleetwood at plus 240 on the odds books. Very straight, very straight drive so far this year. We'll be using the three wood very often. Doesn't hit it super long, but he's one of the most effective players in the field this week with long irons. Uh, and the putter was there to get him all the way to a from a plus four to a minus three by week's end. So I'm going to roll Tommy Fleetwood for a top 20. John, what do you got? I'm between a couple of players here. Um, man, I do. I really like this event, first of all, before, before I begin, only because like. This event is like one of the few golf events that is like pretty good for gambling. Um, it's like it's also, a little bit. It's, it's also one of the more like historic events, like among all PGA tournaments, because it's been around forever. So it's like one of those. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that that that's true. That's a, that's a good point. One of the that's classics. But it's 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 pretty. It is a classic. It's a classic. I'll give you that. But it, it's it's very predictable. Uh, or no, I shouldn't say it's not very predictable. But it's much more predictable than um, other events. Um, number of guys I'm looking at here. I really like Kevin Nye. Really like former champion. I really like McNeely. Um, oh, I really like Kevin Nye. I really like McNeely. I really like. Who you like? I really like Chris Kirk. I really like. Who was it? I literally just had his freaking name here. Brian Harmon. Yeah, Brian Harmon. Boom! I knew it. Um, I yeah, I guess Harman. I'm between Kirk and Harmon on this one. Um, I love. I think, Harman, I think I'm gonna go with Harmon. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll go with Harmon. Why not? Um, I, I don't know. I I I really wanted to take Chris Kirk there. Um, but the thing the thing is that Brian Harmon has had a lot of success at this course. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I'm really, really feeling it. It's like when it, when it comes down to it, um, iron play is, is important. And Brian Harmon is one of those guys who gets it done with the irons. Um, and he's accurate off the tee. So why the hell not? A really underrated, uh, lefty, uh, too. I, I love Brian Harmon. You'll probably see him later mm-hmm. in my bets. Top 10 this week. I am between a handful of guys. Um, I was looking at it and, I have a lot of like recent winners or former winners uh, of this event who I'm taking again because of that. Of course, history really, really does matter here. Um, I'm not going to go with like guys all the way at the top. Uh, I'm going to roll Daniel Berger for a top 10. Uh, He won here. I believe that the Charles was the first event after the COVID restart in 2020. Uh, they played, and I and, and he just edged out Colin Morikawa in a playoff to win. This is a th- this was yeah two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Berger has plenty of history here. He actually missed the cut last week at, at, at Southern Hills, so I'm kind of retracing um, and being kind of hypocritical about it. Uh, but Berger has plenty of history here; has, has plenty of top tens. He's had a couple of pair of top fives in the course of win here uh, in his career. So I'm, I'm going to roll Berger. Um, I kind of like Spieth too for a top ten. Uh, the, the money's actually kind of good. For, which is like surprising for a guy who uh, 
plays so well in Texas. He he's like plus like one forty plus plus two forty. Um, <laughs> but I think Burger for a top ten is a little more uh, more predictable here. Plus five hundred uh, at your local sports book. So I'm I'm going to roll. With what do you got? I lost you there for a second. Did you toss it back? To this? Did you toss it over to me? Yeah, I'm tossing it to you. Okay, you tossed it. I'm making, making sure. Making, I don't want to interrupt. You're all good, bro. Um, my top 10 for this week is going to be Will Zalatoris. I really like this play a lot. Um, yeah, this is this is, this is is an easy one. Um, yeah, you know, he had some success here last year. I, f- I forget what the number was. I believe it was top 20. Um, I'm just going to Google it right now as I speak. But he fits the mold to this course. Um, he only had one start, which was last year. Um, the guy's only getting better. Um, and I, I really don't see any any layover for him um, going into this week as I Google Colonial. Um, or actually, I shouldn't Google that. Charles Schwab 2021 leaderboard. Um, my other point about... Zalatoris was um I I really like his odds this week. Um I think they're a lot better than any of the sports books are 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 putting out and it's a little confusing to me um that he's kind of under some of the guys that he uh he I don't I think he should be a lot higher. I think I think that he should be the top 3 in in the odds. That that that's that's how how well he's been playing. Um, and I think this is a course that suits him well, even though he didn't, you know, you know, he didn't freaking win the event last year. He didn't really come, he didn't come top 20. He didn't do anything like that, mm-hmm. but he's, he's going to make a run at this title. I, in my feeling. So top 10 for me is just kind of money, free money. I'm so on the fence. We're, we're taking Zalatoris until he wins. Uh, Cause I feel like he's like, he's on everyone's bet sheet like every week. And he just doesn't cash because um, everyone has him like to win or top five. And he always kind of misses the mark. Uh, I know last week everyone had him to win. The ball's record's ready to a win. Didn't do it. Um, so I'm going to kind of lay off him uh, this week. Although I really want to want to take Boise at some point. Uh, top five this week. There's no one better. There's no there's no way that I can't take him. Jordan Speed for a top five. Uh, the money's just too good. Uh, the, yeah. uh, like, like I, I can read you what he's done here, but the guy has the, he has one win, which is first of all, and it happened in 20, 2015 when he was nasty. Um, since then, though, has has had only one top, has only one non top ten at this event ever since then, and I'm pretty sure he has like three or four T twos. So like, he's good, but I don't, I don't think he's good enough to win this week. But I will very much roll uh, with speed, speed with speed for a top five. You pissed me off. Why? Just steal my freaking picks. You <laughs> steal my picks. Uh, Jordan Spieth is my my top five. Before I say anything anything bad about you, um, I'm just gonna get on with it. Jordan Spieth for a top oh, five finish at this offense. Um, the reason I like I like this a lot, um, not only because it hit just a year ago, um, and he's had success at this course. Uh, it's 45 minutes away from where he grew up. What all, all that all that good stuff. Um, he, Jordan Spieth is a player who's really confident shaping the ball both ways. Um, he's been doing it for his whole career. He's been doing it for a long, long time, really, really well. And I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying that in a sense of a guy who can hit a fade or he can hit a draw. 
I, I don't mean it like that. I mean he can hit it, hit both at an elite level on tour, which isn't something every single guy on tour can do. Um, so he has this distinct advantage. Um, the fade that he plays will 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 help him at this course on on a lot of the holes, but there are just a couple of dogleg rights. Um, he he he's really fond of this course, so. I think that when it comes down to it, hitting the fairway, that's going to be the easy part for him. The iron play is is the biggest question mark for me. If that's if that's rolling, I, he's there's no question in my mind that he's going to come top five because the putting, I, I have no concern about that. He's going to roll in the birdies. He's going to make it happen. Um, to win, to roll enough birdies and to win, I don't know. We just need a top five. So I like my chances. Like our chances, excuse me. I totally agree with you. I think it's a uh, a home run move, and I'm pretty sure the, uh, the odds are also really good. Um, <clears throat> a- anybody for a top five is, a, is, a, is always really good odds. That's right. Um, give me times, best bets. I'm actually going to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to actually parlay two guys for a uh, for a best bet because it's just a, a, an mm. absolute home run. Three guys. Or actually, nah, I'll go two, and if you want to go for three, I'm only going to do two here. Um, it's Chris Kirk and Brian Harmon for top 30s. They're it, like they, they're literally plus money, and they're both amazing at this golf course. And they also both and Kirk, Kirk especially played very well uh, this past week. He hits, he hits the ball country mile, like I said, uh, has a pretty solid putter, and has been pretty good with his ball striking, which is what got him uh, to a top five finish at Southern Hills. So I'm going to parlay the both of them for a top thirty. Yeah, just keep stealing my picks. It doesn't matter. I'll find a new one. I don't care. Um, let me let me think for a second. Let me look at my notes. All right. Well, what did I steal? The Kirk pick? You stole them all, bro. You stole like three out of the how, how many? How many have we? Literally we, took two of them. Yeah, but I took who? Did we, who did I take for a top twenty? You don't remember Brian Harmon? You took. Yeah, Brian Harmon. You just took him again. Yeah, and, but I'm him with Kirk. Oh, you're parlaying him. Yeah, that's the gimming. That's it's literally stupid. a parlay. All right, so be it. How's that a gimme? That's going to be like, it's like plus 700. Because it's going to happen. It's actually, it's probably going to be in the five to plus five to 600 range. Uh, let me actually look at that because now I'm curious. Um... Actually, no. Actually, yeah. All right, so for some reason, the sports books don't have top 30s listed. Uh, but they have top 40 and to put both of them together the odds are where is it where is it where is it where is it uh it's plus 158 they're minus 155 a piece to come top 40 finishing positions so assuming the top you're right they don't have so I don't the top know. thirty would be like probably what plus like three hundred. Well, no, if they're minus one fifty five each, they're probably like plus like one fifty. I'd say probably probably just flipped or even money. Plus What's 100. that? Plus a hundred probably plus one fifty. In which case they'd be like plus plus five hundred collectively. What did you do it for? You you so, what, what? Hold on. They're what for top? I fit forty. Top forties are plus one fifty eight because they're both minus like one fifty. Okay, so so you're doing a top thirty, right? Yeah, no, I'm basically just gonna one up it. So, what plus one fifty eight for both of them top forty? So probably like 
plus 300, plus 400 within the particular plot there? Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Plus, I would think plus 300 maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, given that information. All right. It's so be it. So be it. I will have a new pick. Um, you don't have to. You, you, no, you no, no, no. I do. I do have to. I do. You really don't. Because you're bad luck. I'm bad luck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I got. I. I. I, I def. I just. I just want. Some, I want some diversity here. Um, no, I. I would be bad luck. Considering I, I, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be. For, I'm gonna be forced to. To pick Kevin Na here, aren't I? For what top like forty? Thirty. We we love top thirties for uh, for gimmies. Yeah, I like top thirties and forties for the gimmies. They're pretty easy. That's that's like the. Uh, that's where the, that's where you would make most of your money if you were to bet golf. I, in, my, in my opinion, I watched this golf betting show, and um, this guy had had like had a ridiculous like five leg top forty parlay. I thought it was so funny. Hold on, I got I, I, I gotta find this. Um, what was it? It was. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Um. All right, here. Well, give me a reasoning behind Kevin Na while I, while I find this. Um, extremely accurate off the tee. Has had success here in the past. Um, I think that while his, his putting is the part of his game that everyone talks about, I, I, I he, 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 he needs – he's going to be able to have some – success again because at the end of last season we saw this guy almost make the Ryder Cup team and he made a push for it everyone was saying he deserved to be on it didn't make it definitely could have seen him on the team would have been well deserved if he was on the team um that that type that player regardless of his age that player is still there he still has the ability to play at a high level the putter is going to help him this week. Um, I just, I really, I really do see this as a strategy golf course for a strategy golfer, mm-hmm. and not fits that mold. Being that he has five top tens already in in, the, in that this event in his career and a lengthy career, and a but win. Never, nevertheless, what's that? And a victory. That's correct. Yeah, and, and never, nevertheless, he's he's still going to have to show up at some point this season. I, I don't I don't know when it's going to be, but if it was going to be any week out of the PGA Tour season, it would probably be this one because this is a place where Kevin Na can thrive at and win. And so, not, not many courses are tailored to a player like Kevin Na. Let's just put it like that. Absolutely. Prior to our uh, – before we get to two uh, – this is the uh, the mega parlay, uh, the, the mega teaser parlay that I uh, I came across on the show. It's top 40s for Brian Harmon, Fleetwood, HV3, Chris Kirk, and Daniel Berger. It's plus 800 for all for all the top 40. I know, but like, still, like, it's not bad. Yuck, yuck. All right, winner this week. I was like so caught up with a lot of guys. I'm gonna go with somebody who was edged out of a win who was playing so well and had a really great wrap-up to the PGA this week. I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa, who lost to Daniel Berger in the playoff 
in 2020 at the COVID restart. One of the best ball strikers on the planet. The putter has been actually working out his way. He has been positive in his last three events. Uh, the driver has been great. I love Colin this week. I'm also going to give a couple of long shot plays just, just to kind of um, diversify the portfolio for those of you who are watching. I love HV, HV3 this week. He's one of the best long iron players on the tour. On tour. He's sort of due for something big. Uh, he always he always comes out and has that like one or two wins a year. Uh, one abroad, one in America. I think HV, HV3 this week is a good pick to win. I'm also going to give that that Brian Harmon play uh, as like a super long shot plus 41, plus 4,100. Um, to win, but my guy this week is Colin Morikawa. He's uh, he's he's due for something big this year. Solid, pretty Don solid. Scott. Who do I have? It's a fantastic question. Probably Scotty Scheffler. It's not Scotty Scheffler. It is not Scotty Scheffler. It is not Justin Thomas. It's not Jordan Spieth. It's not Colin Morikawa. It's Victor Hovland. Um. This is a yeah, I right? just, I just don't. When it comes to picking a winner, it's it's all or nothing, obviously. But it's been it's been really really sporadic. I don't I don't see Scheffler winning. He's please. I believe he played. Um, played the week so before. bad. What's that? He played. No, so no, no. Bad. I know he played bad, but I'm just. I I don't care about how we played last week. Um, I, I, what I would, what I more so care about is how much he's been playing. He's been playing in a lot of events. Um, and that, that, that it adds, it adds up. I believe this would be his third or fourth straight event. I could be wrong about that. Could be wrong. I think I don't think think you're right. Yeah. I don't think he took a week off before the PGA though. So that kind of concerns me there. Um, Thomas, he might withdraw for all we know. Um, Jordan Spieth. Would be if I hadn't picked him top five, he would have been my winner. Um, Morikawa, you have him as your winner. Very, very solid pick. If he was playing up to up to where he, he normally is at, like we were talking about before, definitely could see him winning. This could be a get right week for him. Um, and posting a, a top ten on the leaderboard, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out on a limb and, and say Victor Hovland. Um, a, a really, really good player in every aspect of his game, except around the greens, is could have some success this week. You know, we don't really talk about him as the most accurate player um, with, off the tee, or he's, he's a good ball striker. Um, but he doesn't get talked about as much as the other guys. But I feel like this is a week where, uh, like, we saw Jason Kokrak win. Here, um, we've seen Tony Fino have success here. Guys like guys like that come out of nowhere, and they're they're, they're bombers, but they really have all around games. Um, and I see I see Victor Hovland being very very comparable um, to those two guys. Yeah, it's a very uh, eclectic group of past winners here: Berger, Knock, Kokrak, three very different players who all have like those like odd similarities, but none of them are, like all identical. Mm-hmm. Jordan from uh, from years past. Although the one thing going going against Victor, he all of his trophies in his career have all been animals. Uh, this one does not have an animal on it, so I'm a little bit weary about taking uh, Victor Hovland. Regardless, that's going to do it all for us here from getting the whole lot. 19th hole, John, it's been a great time. Thank you so much for joining us here from the underground. Of course, you're already here, so you might as well follow, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Twitch, Twitch.tv backslash underground sports PHI. Uh, join the channel. We're all, we're all fun here. We'll be here. 
more often than not. Uh, Facebook.com backslash underground sports PHI. Like us there. Follow us on Twitter and the gram at get in the whole pod. Follow me and John on Twitter at Stephen McAvoy underscore and John at I make pars. You can also find me at the gram under the same uh, handle. And of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's right there in the ticker below you. It has basically all of the information that you're that you already need. Um, just search underground sports Philadelphia. We're right there. Uh, subscribe to us. Get all the content that you want. We have some great stuff happening in the world of soccer, lacrosse, streaming, whatever you want to, whatever you're looking for, we've got it all in the underground. Once again, I'm Stephen McAvoy. That's Tom Avalia. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week for another wild week on the PGA Tour. John, final words. What do you got? Final words. Uh, Rangers and six. Um, Rangers and six. That's all I got, I think. That's all I got. I think for, for, the, for the second straight week, uh, some, some Rangers propaganda. I kind of dig it. Rangers and six. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Get in the Hole podcast a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Shout out to our sponsors over at Tomahawk Shades and Stateside Vodka for all their support in making underground sports your go-to place for all things sports. The Get In The Whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next time. Get in the hole!